The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you. As together, we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. I have to tell you, we have to hold on to your seats because we have got quite a guest for you today. Um, her name is, uh, of course, Paula Fel Fellingham. And, uh, I, you know, there's lots of things that we can talk about. The first thing that we have to talk about, though, is your bio a little bit. You hold a doctorate of education and in human relations, and you're the author of eight books many course trainings and uh, and uh, magazine articles. You received the Outstanding Leadership, and we've got to talk about this, by the way, the Outstanding Leadership and Service Award from Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and the prestigious Points of Light Award from George W. and George, George W. Bush. And uh, you're a leader in, uh, one of the things that I really like to talk about is that you're a leader in, in women's issues, um, a global uh, leader who, who's the founder of the Win 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 Women's. I can't even say that. Win Win <laughs> Women Women's Informational Network and the Women of the East of the Middle East Network, which has got to be fascinating work. Uh, she's also the founder of the nonprofit Global for Prosperity and Peace Initiative. She's spoken to delegates in the United Nations and conferences around the world for over three decades. She started when she was five, and it's <laughs> and she has co-presented over four hundred live events in fifty-two nations. And I just found out she had a uh, syndicated talk radio show that was two hours a day, five days a week for seven years. So I think that we're going to have a really fun conversation for the next for the next forty-five, fifty minutes or so. And Paula, first of all, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on, Kevin. And it's uh, just, I love your introduction. I put on actually co-presenting over 400 events in 152 nations. And so that's, uh, this is my global work that I've been doing for a lot of years. I was 73 years young and uh, also have eight children and 24 grandchildren and a wedding of my eighth child coming up in about six weeks. You so lots got of a, fun things. <laughs> you've got a football team. That, that, that oh, you can... I love every minute of it. Yes. <laughs> now, I have to start off by asking you, because there are very few people who have had the opportunity. Did you watch the movie Forrest Gump? Oh, of course. Yes. Where, the, the line where he says, I had to go to the White House again. <laughs> again. <laughs> you have been awarded and have met President Obama, President Trump, and President Bush. What is it like going mm. to the White House and being the guest of honor and receiving these awards? It must be the thrill of a lifetime. Well, it is a thrill. And what I'd love to let you know, Kevin, is that 
Although those awards are important, far more important to me are the wonderful, magnificent people that I've met throughout the world who serve every day of their lives and no one will ever know their names. And because I've done such global work for over three decades and being, you know, in the, with the poorest of the poor and some of the most magnificent people, for example, in, the, in Nairobi, which is, of course, the capital of Kenya, and that's in Africa, one of the 54 nations in Africa. Then I was in the Kibera slums where one million people live in one square mile, Kevin. You can't even imagine it unless you're there. They're the most dense slums on the planet. And when I'm down in there working with my beautiful sisters and they are singing and they're dancing and the children are happy. And I think about, I, I'm blessed to live on a 50 mile lake and across the huge, magnificent mountains. And there are many, many wealthy people who are not nearly as happy as some of my dear friends in some of these underdeveloped countries. So when people applaud me for some of the things that, you know, you, you know, names and, and presidents and prime ministers and, and all, but what I really want to honor are the people who every day are getting up and doing their very best to make a difference, whether it's in their family, in their, in their slum area, in their community, and wherever they live. And, I, and that, those are the people that take my breath away. But thank you for, for your recognition of, of the others who are important. But I see life, Kevin, from global eyes. From, from really, I've had such a blessing of being around the world so many times and meeting hundreds of thousands of especially women. I've niched to half the planet. And these beautiful women who are, 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 are they take my breath away. And every, so many nations, uh, we're, we're so much alike. And you know that we are way more alike than we are different. And so I, it's very easy to go into a nation, even nations where I don't, can't speak the language and have translators and, and connect. And then, of course, collaborate on a deep level is what I love to do. Well, you know, I, there was a gentleman that I worked with. Um, I was a bus driver for a period of time, and he was from Kenya. And he, and he had come over here, and his mother and father were actually chief of a village. And I said, that must be really, really pretty good. And for those of you that live in America, I don't think that we understand what it's like to get up in the morning every day and walk eight miles to go get water so that you have water for your village and to bathe and to cook and, and that sort of thing. And that is the state of a large part of the world. That's absolutely right. And I love that you brought up the water because I'll tell you a story about this. So I was in one of those villages and about two months before I got there, the women had filled in the well that the people, a charity had thought they were doing this great, great thing for the, for the village. And they, they had built a well and the women in the middle of the night filled it in after it was there a little while. Why? Because the only time that they could be together and laugh and talk and not be doing really hard, hard work. They put their babies on their back or the children went with them and they laughed all the way to the river and, and told their stories and all. And when they had a well, 
all their social time. Then they were just working all day long with no and never a break. And sometimes we we assume, you know what that does, but we assume that we have all the answers when sometimes we don't ask the questions. What is it that you really need? We just make assumptions. Well, that since you walk all the way to get the water, that it must be horrible drudgery. And the women are like, this is our fun time. But but I love that you brought that up. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, it is amazing that we tend to put everybody into a context that we want to live in, it's which true. is not true around Always. the world. Always, that's true. <laughs> but it is a blessing. It is a blessing, of course, to have wonderful charities. And there's so many good people doing good things. And you know this, Kevin, that are putting in wells. I'm not to say, I'm not saying that it's not a good thing. I'm just saying that that particular village, when the women told me that inside scoop, that it made me smile. And, and I understood <laughs> them a little bit more. Exactly. You know, and the interesting thing, too, is I've talked to several people that have worked with people in Madagascar and in other other places that you would consider them to be third world countries where mm -hmm. and but they say, you know, the people, they're happy. Oh, they yeah. Have nothing. But oh, they yeah. are happy. Yes, because happiness isn't about things. It, it, it has relatively little to do with things. And, and yet we put such an emphasis on things, better cars, better houses, better when we should put a little more time into serving a little more and giving more love. But you know that you brought out the point in the very beginning about peace, the peace on earth. You talked about yes. positive talk radio, and this is a, an essential part of it. And so we'll talk about win-win women, but I want to take just a minute and tell you that, that this beautiful nonprofit and the URL, the website is prosperityandpeace.org. And back in the day when I bought that, I had the choice of getting peace and prosperity, which rolls off the lips. And that's what most people say. And I chose prosperity and peace because I've learned um, so well in so many years that unless if a woman doesn't know where the you know, can't feed her children, then she's not going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. She's not going to be, she's going to be focused totally on how can I keep this family alive. And so the prosperity piece is very important and it comes before the peace piece, if you will, in many places. They have to be able to, before they can think there, they have to be able to have enough sustenance to be able to be financially stable, at least, if not abundant. And, and this is one of the things that I teach around the world. Well, you know, that's, that is so true because a lot of people in the, in the world, in the, in the, in third, well, just a lot of people in general, sure. they spend most of their lives just trying to meet basic necessities. They do. Most of the world, most of the world does that. Absolutely. And, and so I, I didn't, I didn't finish that one segment. It's my mission. My personal mission is to increase the level of love, prosperity, and peace on earth. This is what drives me, gets me jumping out of bed every morning. Okay, so I got to ask you. Do it. Where did you come from? <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> so, my, so I'm the daughter of a wonderful entertainer, comedian, singer, and he was actually Steve Allen. Those who know that Steve was a comedian, he was the first late night show host before Jack Parr, before Johnny Carson, before Jay Leno. So we go back. I was oh, born in the hold, on, hold on a moment. You yeah. you're related to uh, to Steve Allen? No, no, no. My husband, my father, and Steve left. 
KOI Phoenix, Arizona, where they had a show, a radio show, and they had a dance band and they're both musicians, you know, Steve was. And so they said, let's go to Hollywood and find our, you know, seek our fortunes. And they had a coast to coast show for five years called Smile Time with Noble. That's my maiden name, Paula Noble and Alan. And then one night that Steve was at a, a cocktail party and a producer said, you know, I've had the idea of a late, late night show after all the other shows are done. I'd like you to be the, the, the host. And he said, well, I got a partner. And he said, no, 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 just one. So Steve said that was the hardest conversation he ever had was with my dad. My dad went on in radio and his entire life, but I, I am, I'm the product of that. And so I knew I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a musician. That's my undergraduate degree from Occidental College in LA is music. And then I knew I wanted a lot of children. So I put together a family band and we played 10 instruments. We performed for 12 years. Our last summer, we'd leave in May, came back in September and, uh, you know, did very well. And so then during the school year, they just went to school. My husband's a, a university professor and it worked for us because we'd leave and we'd go to fair to fair to fair. We performed in 42 states at the United Nations in Europe and we hung it up after 12 years of uh, and that last summer, we performed 273 shows. That's five a day and six on the weekends. And we played 10 instruments. We played songs from the 30s, 40s, then 50s, 60s, then country, country bluegrass with banjos and mandolin and, you know, the fiddles and all. And then we always ended with patriotic and always ended with God bless the USA. So I have hundreds of thousands of memories from all those shows. And so I'm really a product of a, a lot of different things. And now... I'm not doing any music except the, you know, I'll be directing the, the congregational choir at church. But other than that, it's, but don't you find Kevin that there are times in your life, you know, you did this for 20 years and then you did this for 20 years, you did this and they're kind of blocks of time. And I think all of our, our viewers can relate to this. And I say to women all over the world, you can do it all. You just can't do it all at the same time. I was a stay-at-home mom and, you know, in this band. And then I started being a, prof I was a professional speaker and started writing my books. And then I started my women's networks. And if, you know, you stay in high gear for lots of decades, you can get a lot done. It's true. You, you can, but you know, I have to, I have to ask because it, it's on my mind. Sure. Your last name is, was Noble. It was, were you related yeah. to George Noble? No. That's another strain, but yeah, Wendell Noble was my father's name. Wendell oh, Noble. Very good. I, I'll have yeah. to. I'll have to Google him because you know that that it is so sad to me that that when you when you said Steve Allen, I grew yeah. up with Steve Allen and uh, and Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. Yes, and, yes. When the jokes were clean and when yes. they just they made fun of everyday things, they didn't even have to you know, use profanity or you know they they didn't. And and think of all the fun, happy times that they were able to have. And, and now I think that some of our our uh, comedians have succumbed to to, you know, being just not quite as clean as I think maybe sometimes they should be. But that's just a personal opinion. <laughs> well, you know, the, and the thing is, if you talk to some of those the, the folks that that are clean, yeah, uh, they'll tell you that that the that the comics that use uh off-color language and 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 things like that they they're taking the easy way out they they're really not, are. 
They're not as yeah. inventive. So as somebody hats off else. to people like Brian Regan. And if, if people haven't heard of Brian Regan, you got to go watch. He's one of the funniest men on the planet. And he never swears, not one time. He's just amazing. You know, and, and and I know he's gotten a bad deal now, but Bill Cosby at one point when he was... At one he was, point, yep, he was... Well, he's a funny man. He just has that gift of humor. And then, you know, went a little di different direction. But there was a time in there that we went and watched him live in the Hollywood the closest, Bowl. <laughs> exactly. The closest time he ever got to swearing was when he was talking about getting into a car accident. And he said, first you say it and then you do it. Um, which was as, as close he was talking, you know, anyway, but right, that, right, right. I get it, but it, that was as close as, as close as he got. But, yeah. but I also, so you've been, you were a musician and you took your, your family around you, you have met some incredible people. What got you so passionate about women's issues? Because I love women. I love that our hearts are so much Why? the same. I, I, and, and I love the men. I've been married 51 years to the love of my life. Thank you. And we met when we were 12, by the way. But yeah, of course. <laughs> not everybody has that kind of a story. But I, as I would go from country to country, I just realized that the women had such influence and impact on the children and the men. And yes. I thought if I can help the women, you know, how do you help? 7 billion people, but I can help 3.9. There are 3.9 billion women on the planet and I can take half. And then you know, I found that the women's hearts are usually a little softer and open. And you may have found this too. And of course, this is generalizing. We have magnificent men. I love the men. I just are, am answering your question that I, that I have found that it's easier to get into the heart of a woman. She, it, it, her, their hearts are a little bit more open. And because of our DNA, because we're just put together to be nurturers, then the, the principles that I'll teach a woman, a woman will get then passed on to the children. And four of my books are parenting books. So I talk a lot about relationships and, you know, how, how do you, how do you, I thought if I'm going to bring this many children into the world, I better figure out how to do it. And of course, there's no perfect parent, no perfect parent. I'm certainly a far away from where I, I hope to be. And every day you try to get better. But I have learned a lot of things that work very well. And these are some of the things that I teach. But what I really teach is total life excellence. And excellence is not perfection. But excellence, no one wakes up, as you know, Kevin, on a, you know, any day and say, oh, I want a mediocre day. I want a mediocre life. They don't. They want to have a level of excellence. And so I teach the seven areas, mental, physical, emotional, social, spiritual. And I have to say all beliefs, all cultures, all religions, financial, and then all the relationships. That's all there are. There are only seven areas. And I have either a book or a training course in all those seven. And that's what I teach, Total Life Excellence, within the scope of the beautiful win-win women, which we can segue and talk to the, talk about that. And win-win women, really, uh, if I could go ahead and tell about that, is that all right? Please. Okay, thank you. So win-win women, I was blessed to actually have, I have the trademark for those words. And every time somebody in a, in a movie or in a book says, that's a win-win, I'm like, yes, because <laughs> you're doing my marketing. And so, but it's win-win, uh, those two words. And I thought, how wonderful, because people already know and they think, wow, win-win. So it's a positive, talk about positive talk. Yep, and yep. so then we add the word women, because 
again, I've niched out the plant. So win, win, women. And then what I've done, because I'm just one expert, and I thought, you know, there's got to be, and I know there are, there are women all over the world in every one of the 195 nations that are ratified by the UN. There are actually 222 nations, but 195 we're going with because that's really the ones that are accepted and those are the bigger ones. And so there are experts in every topic all over the world. So you talk about parenting, you talk about um, health and fitness, you talk about uh, self-development or any topic. And there are, of course, hundreds and hundreds of topics. But I thought if I can find the experts and then give them a show, because thank you, the pandemic, we're very used to doing what you and I are doing right now. Exactly. Set up your, you know, we're Zooming. And it's like Googling. It's like all of a sudden these became, you know, verbs and nouns. And <laughs> it's so wonderful. And so people, the, the, the professionals are used to this, being able to teach, looking at a camera, talking to people. And uh, people in, you know, all over the world now are used to learning and doing all the things we do now online. So I thought, beautiful. There's this beautiful technology, this progression that's happened that enables us to be able to do right what we're doing. So why can't we have 24-7? So 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So that's any time of the day or night. Any woman on this planet could take this, her phone, which you know how many phones there are, even our, our very... Underdeveloped countries, they might be in a little hut, but they got a phone, right? <laughs> and so to be able to access experts. So it's Win Win Women is just this beautiful multimedia because we actually have eight stages that I could tell you that the women actually use. Zooming in a video show is one of the eight that we give them. But be able to give them these stages upon which then they can share their expertise, whatever that is, finances, relationships, you know, health and beauty, whatever it is, any time of the day or night. So when it's 2 a.m. in Seattle, it's, you know, what, 3 p.m. in, um, well, I, I should know this, in Delhi. Uh, they're, uh, I think, 12 hours from Seattle. So, but it, the beautiful or 13. Anyway, it <laughs> doesn't matter. But any time of the day or night for any woman, no matter where she lives, and she could go on and she could learn from an expert on any one of 50 topics. And that might be, you know, in Singapore, she might be wanting to start a business and like, oh, I want to know how to do that. And in, um, you know, Bangkok and anywhere in the world, different women of all ages being able to go on with whatever they want to learn about right then. And they not only can see live, they can, of course, access, this is all free, access um, the archives. And better than that, and this is what really is so juicy, there's a 30-minute presentation. And the second 30 minutes, we turn off that recording. The second 30 minutes is what we're doing right now. Those women could talk to the experts in real time. And they can ask the questions. And they can have some. You can't do this with YouTube or any other I mean, if nope. somebody else had done this, I wouldn't have done it. You know, there's a beautiful hole in the market. It's like, nobody's done this and we can do it because thank you, technology. And thank you to the pandemic, because it makes it possible for everybody to say, I know how to do this. And so then imagine this, that any time of the day or night, and we just launched January 17th. So right now we have 135 show hosts. That's what we call our experts. 
and these show hosts that and but 24 7 50 topics that's going to be 8400 a week uh presentations so that's our goal that's what we are working toward and we're getting there quickly because we can and because there's so many experts and there's so many women who are like bring it i really really want to be able to ask questions to an expert on all these different topics so it's an idea whose time has come and i am blessed to be the steward the one who you know really was able to to have that vision and and i i honor all religions but i i do pray and i do want to you know for those who may be interested that's part of it i think we need to ask it's just my personal opinion but but i asked and i said what can i do with what i know about the women of the world and how can i help them get solutions so i like to say that women win when they find solutions for their lives and experts win when they give the solutions and there's your win-win women. And our words are, we care, we connect and we collaborate because one of the beautiful benefits is that these women are connecting with each other and starting businesses together, even as young as we are, just middle of January, we launched. Uh, my show hosts, my experts, and then the women who are coming to watch the shows. So it's winwinwomen.com. And right now we have seven days a week, almost 12 hours a day with constant, but then of course we'll grow and grow. That is phenomenal because as you know, knowledge is power. It is. And if you can, if you can access the information and by the way, it's free. It's free. If you, can, if you can access this information, you have got the ability to really change your life, change your daughter's life, and and change the other folks around you. And it's it really is remarkable. And by the way, I inspiration is what gave you that idea. You you Thank were inspired you. to do it. Thank you. And that was not from you. That Thank was you. given I, I, to you. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you, Kevin, because that's absolutely. 100% right. And, uh, you know, I, there are so many magnificent people on this planet. And sometimes we forget because we, you know, what's right in front of us is all the conflict, you know, and everything that's going. And sometimes we focus on that to the detriment of really focusing more on positive things and hence positive talk radio. And what I love is that, and I know you know this, but it's just a loving reminder that there is a beautiful rising and awakening of the women of the world. It's very it fast moving. It's very far reaching. And it's, it's, it's in every, it's permeated every nation. And why? Because of what you just said, women are being more and more women are being educated, which means that they rise up from survival mode up to self-development they're becoming more and more aware and enlightened and then to where we're all working to be self-mastery and then up to that place where we all want to live is selfless service but as women are are really awakening and going oh my gosh i could start a business with just one bunch of bananas and I sell this and I buy two bunches. And I mean, I mean, fill in the blank. It could be coal. It could be anything. This is what I do with our sweet women in underdeveloped countries. We help them just get that first chicken or whatever it is. And then we help them. And then the ones who are able to. But we always meet with the men first. And that might surprise you. Because the men, if they are convinced 
that this is helpful for their family, then they won't drink the money when it comes or they won't use it any other way, but they'll see all support my wife. So we always meet with the men first before we train the women how to start and grow a, a small business. That's brilliant. Well, because... it's mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, I, because I was thinking, you know, there are cultures and there are people and men that would like to keep their women in a certain place that they've yeah. always been and they 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 feel threatened if yeah. if somebody steps out of their lane as it were and that's but in order to if, in order for us to all grow in order for us to all be who we choose to be and who we are capable of being we all have to do we all have to grow you can't hold anybody down so i'm glad that you meet with the fellas because they got they've got to have buy in if they, they don't do they do. They really do. I need to talk about the Women of the Middle East Network because we are on the fringe of talking about when we say the, you know, they're under the thumb. We, those who don't know the religions and the cultures of the world quite as well as those who are living those cultures, they make assumptions and they judge and they think that they're being mean, but what are, you know, unkind but when really they are trying to live out what their best belief of what they have been taught, that they think that this is the way that it is supposed to be according to the God that they worship. And again, we're not even going to name names. We're not going to go there. But what I, I want everyone who's watching to really just remember, because I, I think we know this in our hearts, that judging is not something we, we want to do. And when I started the Women of the Middle East Network, the acronym is WOMEN, it's beautiful, in Jerusalem with uh, Palestinians, with, uh, you know, women from Israel, women from Jordan, and with men who are supportive. And especially we had a lot of, I, don't, I know you've heard of Rotarians, and sure. Rotarians are this magnificent service organization, and they are very supportive of many of the things that I do. I'm a Rotarian, I have been for many years. And so this, for example, this Peace is Possible presentation, I sent to 36,000 Rotarian clubs and then they played. But I do believe that peace is possible and not in the world. But I think there'll always be conflict, but peace is possible in your heart and in your home. And then it can spread out to humanity. But that's another, another time we can talk about that. But back to we need to be tolerant of the beliefs of different people and not judge them according to our beliefs. So we believe this and this must be right. Well, they believe this and this must be right. And that's caused wars, you know? And so <laughs> if we are peace loving people, which we want to be peacemakers, then it behooves us to really be tolerant, not non-judging and say, if I were born and raised in fill in the blank, I might have different beliefs that I have simply because that was I was taught. That's how I was taught the example that I was given. And Albert Schweitzer said there are only three ways to teach. The first is by example, second is by example, the third is by example. <laughs> they grew up seeing this and believing with all their hearts that this is the way life should be. And so sometimes we are easy, it's easy for us to say, well, they're just trying to keep them under their thumb. When, which is what I've I said before I really understood that there is a, um, there are many cultures that they are not trying to be unkind. They simply believe that this is what they are supposed to do. They saw their fathers do that and their grandfathers do that. 
So one of the things that's happened to me is I've I'm now in my 70s and and I'm you know so happy to share because when you're born in the 40s and well my oldest child is 50. I mean you just add it up and you know <laughs> figure it out. But it, the beautiful thing is I've learned about some of the things that I really knew were important to bring about an increase of love, prosperity, and peace on earth. And you can't say it and not do it and teach it and be in integrity. And so whenever I get an opportunity, and thank you so much, because this is a stage, and I love giving other women experts all over the world stages. And we have a, a beautiful opportunity in the media as, uh, you know, media professionals to be able to share our thoughts. And, and but that's why, wouldn't you just love it if right now you could just open it up and everybody who's watching could talk to us about this. But they're watching and not being able to interact, whereas with win-win women, that's a component that we gave them. So back, it's, back it's, around it's, to win-win women. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brilliant component because, you know, we one of the things that, that the pandemic is doing for us, and there are groups that are springing up all over, is that since you cannot get together physically with people, but you can use these mediums like Zoom and, and IU StreamYard and other others, <sighs> that you can get together and still have that human interaction. Yes. That is so key to, to coming together as a group and, 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 and to appreciate each other and, and to understand a little bit better about how we can make our world work a little bit. Yeah. It's, and you're right. It's it's a little dysfunctional at the moment. I, I'm not going to go into that. but it, No, I, it, it is. And everybody knows that. What we don't want to do is just focus on that, is to see it, right. acknowledge it, do what we can about it, but then focus on being the light that we absolutely can be to all those around us. See, and that's that's the message that you are sending everybody with every breath that you take oh. and every interview that you do. It, <laughs> it, it, it really is. It, it really is. Because <laughs> when you came on, I, I, you know, you kind of blew me. It was kind of like, whoa, she's got a lot of energy. She's she, she and, you know, you are passionate to about what you do uh, because you are. And this is what I love about. And I know that you know this there are people that you are going to touch and affect in a positive way that you will never meet. And that's okay. As, as are you, Kevin, really, this is such a, a service that you do for mankind because you give your time and your effort and you have different people on, you give them the opportunity to share and you really are doing a, a wonderful, wonderful service. So I thank you. So I know it's not, it's not always easy. And some days you don't feel like him behind the mic and you're like, Oh my gosh, I just feel terrible. But you know what? You just step up and the show must go on and you make it happen. So thank you. Well, I, I accept that very much because yeah. it's, it's part of, you know, when you, when you care about people, you know, and the, and the story I always tell is when I, in 2003, I was, I did positive talk radio. I had to go off the air because I ran out of money and the, and that's a long story, but the last day of the show, um, and I announced that this would be the last day of the show. The phone lines filled up and people started calling and saying what then what the show meant to them. People wow. I'd never met. I, yeah. I no no earthly idea. And one one lady called and she said, I live on Bainbridge Island. I just want you to know that me and 
my I'm a caregiver for an Alzheimer's patient. Oh, we sit here and listen to you every day Oh, because you still reach her. And, and I've never met them. I'm sure she's passed. This was 18 years ago, but I gave her a moment in time that was, that was really special. Yes. And and you do the same thing with the win-win women's network and you're doing that. And and that will be a 24 hour a day thing. It's going to, it's going to be huge. It is. It absolutely is. It's going to be huge. It's meant to be huge. And it's because like I said, it's time has come. Everything is really in a perfect order. The technology's there. People know to come online. They're fine to come online. People have been teaching online. And there's always going to be a need for people to find solutions in their lives. And when you could come to one place and, you know, they could go from how do I lose weight to how do I start a business? How do I help my son, you know, prevent suicide? How do I mean, there's it's it's unending and it'll never um, it'll it'll just keep growing because we'll always have more and more and more topics. Like right now we have parenting, but that could be, you know, we could have parenting, we could have grandparenting, we could have single moms, we could have, you know, step parents. I mean, you could always pull out from any topic. And then the the experts on this planet are pretty much unlimited. I mean, they're truly how many? Uh, hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah, so it's a lot of very exciting. Yeah. And, and and most of those people they have their heart in the right place and they, they want to make they make our planet. By the way, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, it's the only one we've got. So <laughs> we probably ought to, ought, to, ought to work on taking care of it and taking care of each other because you and you said it at the very beginning, we are far more the same mm-hmm. than we are different. We are, and we all want the same thing. We all want to be safe. We all want to have enough food to live. We all want to be appreciated. And William James, the father of psychology, wrote a book and he put love first. And then he went back and recalled them and put appreciation first. People just want to know that that they're, you know, they're appreciated. That thank you so much. Like you just, like we just did for each other. And then they all want to know that their lives matter, that they that they're leaving living a meaningful, purpose-filled life. And we all want that. In yes. every nation, and it's a bonding. It's a it's it's bonding, and the pandemic has been bonding. And we've all gone through. Everyone on the planet has gone through the same experience. And whenever has that happened in your lifetime? It hasn't happened in mine. That everybody at the same time has the same challenge. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and uh, I, 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 it's interesting. Because th- this whole concept is that we're going to work together. And by the way, Positive Talk Radio, is sad. on the plus side and sadly, is uh, about 70% women who listen, who listen to the show because men are a little bit more difficult to reach. But we are going to rise up and we are going to reach them as well with the, with the types of information that, that you're going to, that you give and stuff. So if somebody, I got, I, I, I want to narrow this down so that they can know where to go. If okay. they go to the win, win women network, it is win, 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 com. Yeah. Win, win, women. That's simple. That that's should be easy simple. to do. That's real simple. And then I'd also love to have them take a peek at the, the nonprofit and it's prosperity and a and D peace org because it's a nonprofit. Yeah. And you, and you really can't have one without the other. You cannot. 
If 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 we all had enough, and by the way, there is enough. If we all if we all knew that there was enough, and we didn't have to try and take ours, and by taking ours, we're taking away from somewhere somewhere else. Then then a lot of the reason for conflict would cease. You're absolutely right, one hundred percent right. Yeah. And that, that is our goal because, you know, the, now the other thing that we're now getting into um, is that uh, we now can see the horrors of what it's, of what it's like. And, and, you know, when you look at World War II and, and some of those things, it, it was all in black and white. And it, now it's like right in front of us and we can, and we, and we can see it and it's, and it's, and it's horrific. And I know you've worked with the United Nations. You've worked yeah. with. You you worked all over the world with uh, with thousands and thousands of people, and uh, so and for you to be so positive about the difference that you're making, it can't be all that bad. Well, it's it's a, again an attitude of gratitude. When you wake up every morning, and you're so grateful, um, you know. I was once told that that when you live in a in a developed country and it's not as big of a struggle to just make ends meet. It's like you've won a, a life lotto and you're so blessed. But I've seen such devastating poverty and I know the women and the men, but especially the women who are suffering and I think about them. And so I always live so grateful for the basic things that I can see, that I can speak, that I can hear, that I can walk. And that my children, I've lost five children in, in late-term miscarriages and then my eight living children. And don't judge me. You know, I say to the people who are like, oh, my gosh. But these are choices that we all make different choices. But I, I've spent months and months and months in hospitals with my living children and uh, devastating things. And so when you have gone to the bottom, <laughs> Uh, and, and it sounds like, you know, whether it's financially, whether it's with health or whether it's with any relationship that you just thought, how could this have happened? And when you have experienced this, then you have a choice. You can just, you know, burn up and let it let it just fry you. Or you could be that like that diamond that the heat actually makes it brilliant. And and I've chosen to live in gratitude. And I'm so grateful for people like you, Kevin, but for the people of the world who are every day getting up when it's tough, when it's hard, and it isn't hard for me. And so how could I not be positive when my life is so relatively easy to those who are cheerful in the midst of their struggles and poverty? I'd love to, I'd love to share a story about I was blessed to represent the United States at NATO headquarters in one of the a big conference. And we were all supposed to tell what we had done the, the year before to strengthen the families in our nations. And I had created a film, the 55 minute parenting video, and I had created the book. Um, I don't even have it right here. Here it is. It's uh, lots of lessons to give in the home. It's solutions for families. And then I have another one that's the family book of values and it's lessons, uh, 176. Uh, there's so many lessons just helping to try to teach the children. But I had done a lot of work that year um, 
and put on conferences about parenting and really felt like I had done a pretty good job in uh, strengthening the families in America that I had influence with. And I went there and I had explained and every woman was kind of like me explaining. And the last woman who stood up, she was from Mali. This is a nation in Africa. And she stood up and she wore, and she put me to shame is what she did in my heart because I just thought, oh my gosh. And here's what happened. So she stood up and she had a gold headdress and a whole gold flowing robe that she wore all three days of the conference. And, and I later found out that the ladies in the, her village had bought this bolt of material after saving and saving and saving. And they sewed it for her to wear. And she wore it all those days. And, and uh, she stood up after we had all explained all these things that we had done. And she looked at us with her beautiful black face and tears started coming down her beautiful face. And she said, I don't do the fancy things that you do in your countries. She said, you know, in my village, there's open sewage that runs down the middle of it. And then, and we don't have houses like yours. We live in lean-tos and in huts and, and in caves. And she said, and every morning, the women of the village, some of my sisters, we, we get our shovels and we go from, from family to family. We find out who had died the night before from AIDS and we bury them. And she said, if it's the second parent, then we take their children and we raise them. And then she said something that rearranged my DNA, Kevin, that changed me forever. She said this, right now I'm raising 25 children in my cave. Holy crap. I don't have any electricity. I don't have any plumbing. I don't have a husband, but I love these children. And then she sat down and there was not a word. And then all of us stood and we started clapping and then we just surrounded her and we hugged for a very long time. And I've never been the same. When I think of a first world problem and there's so many, right? This didn't get hot enough in my microwave. I mean, you know, all the things that are so silly. You know, oh my gosh, I just broke one of my fake fingernails. I mean, it's like, are you kidding me? And then I think about this beautiful woman in Mali. And I think of all that. the women who are doing hard things. And every day, and there's no reprieve. And yet they do it cheerfully. And they sing their beautiful songs. And they do their best. And I think, shame on you. Everyone who has an easy life compared to that should be so filled with gratitude and love for the people of the world that how dare we not have an attitude of gratitude? How can we not? And how can we not just not sweat the small stuff? And so many spend their life worrying about the little things. And I say, worry's like a rocking chair. Keeps you busy, doesn't get you anywhere. So why do we do it? Why do we just focus on things that a lot of things we can't change and instead spend our lives doing what matters? And that is loving and serving others, adding to the light, being the kind of person that then, and I hope to be that someday. And I love the people who are my mentors and my examples. Mother Teresa was one of them. I can't wait to meet her. She said, spread love wherever you go, first of all, in your own home, 
Give love to your husband, your wife, your children, your next door neighbor. Now, here's my favorite line and my favorite quote. She said, let no one ever come to you without leaving better and happier. Close quote. So I just think, even if I'm walking down an aisle in a grocery store and there's a piece of trash, let no one ever come to you without leaving. <laughs> I pick up the trash. It's always there. And as the beauty, and you know this, the beauty of teaching, and I teach every day, every day I, I'm on Zoom and I'm teaching or I'm writing or I'm creating and I'm sharing, then it we're reminded. So what a blessing to always be reminded through our teaching. So the teachers are blessed so over and over again as we write our books and write the courses and teach the principles and and hopefully others will shift just a little bit and be able to say, you know, I can improve my self-talk, the positive talk, you know. Uh, and of course, all of our talk starts with our thoughts. And those thoughts, you know, we we have choices. Oh, let me show you something. We are almost out of time. Let me show you something <laughs> real quick in closing. Are you okay? I'm good. I, I'm well, just I'm I'm just in awe. Oh, bless I, you. I, I'm just genuinely so in awe. Your, think of your negative thought as that flame. So that's your negative thought. Now I have choices, my friend. I can let this hurt me and burn me and scar me and blister, or I can what? Blow it out. And we all have that choice with every single thought that we have. And science says, I read this study, it said we have about 50,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot of choices. But for us to be able to say, why wouldn't I stop those negative thoughts by just saying, hey, you know, <laughs> that's not like me. I usually don't think negative thoughts and that'll help you, you know, not do it. We're always all still working on this. Of course, some thoughts are going to be positive. Some are going to be negative. But if you work at this, trust me, decade after decade, and our young ones are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to wait to be that old before I go well, get it now. And that's a choice. You could just say right now, I'm going to say, hey, that wasn't kind. That was that was critical or that was whatever it was. Label it. And then the second thing is just replace it. You know, if she, if she, if she knew me better, this is an example, then, you know, she wouldn't have said that. She, I, she needs to get to know me. I'll be her friend. And then for those of us who made bad decisions, which all of us do really, and then we say, hey, I, I made the best decision I could with the information I had at the time. I have more information. I'll do better in the future. And you know why I can say that so fast? It's because I've said it so many times. <laughs> but the joy is that we have choices. And I call that, Kevin, our superpower. Agency. It's a principle of truth that we could choose every thought, every word, and every action. And day by day, year by year, decade by decade, we can, if we're working at it, and I'm still working every minute of every day, become the person that then can help others and lift others. And in that, there is great joy and love because love begets love. And as you love others, you'll receive it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful concept that is true for those of us, especially the young ones who may be watching or listening. You want to know why I do this show? Why do, do you, Kevin? Why do you do it? I do this so that I can talk to people like you because you make, <laughs> you film. You, I, have, I have a saying that I say uh, occasionally, which is when you wake up in the morning, uh, your life is empty and meaningless. 
And when I when I say that, people go, "What? What do you, what do you mean? I'm I, I've yeah. got meaning. I'm no. What I mean is that it's empty until you fill it up with whatever you want. It's your choice, and it's it's meaningless until you get to assign the meaning that you're going to have and the meaning that you're going to create in the world today. Absolutely. And that could be just as simple as saying hello to the cashier with a smile on your face behind the mask that you may be wearing. Yes. You know, you know, so it's, so talking to people like you, you give me hope. You really give me hope that, that, that people like you and me, we can make, we can make a difference. We can make the world a better place. What is that song? You light up my life. You uh, give me yep. hope to carry on. Yep. That's what you're talking about. Thank you so much. This has been a joy. This has been joy. Thank you. It has been it's been exciting for me. And can I I am I'm assembling a group of people, probably 100, 150 people that I can have back once in a while to to talk more about what you're doing and sure. the things that you're doing. And we can can will you come back on like once Absolutely. A Absolutely. Paula at winwinwomen.com. <laughs> you find me. Yeah, that's where I am. No, no, I don't worry. I'm going to find you. You can't escape. It's going to be good. You can run. You can hide. Because <laughs> yeah, one of these days, we're just, cut from the same cloth. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, by the way, we've been talking with Paula Fellingham. And if you'd like to. Fellingham with an F. That's right. Fellingham with an F and she, cause she was in squim, which by the way, if you don't, if you're not from around here, you might not understand what that means. That's a city uh, in Washington. But, yes. uh, but it, before we go, is there any last things that you'd like to tell our audience? I really would. I'd like to tell a very short story is Socrates. A young man came to Socrates and he said, Socrates, I want your wisdom. I want your knowledge. I want to know what you know. And he said, very well. And he took the young man down to a nearby pond, put his head under the water for a long time. And when he pulled him up, the kid's just sputtering and goes, Socrates, why did you do that? And Socrates asked him, he said, when your head was under the water, what did you want most in all the world? He said, I want an air. I want an air. And he looked that young man in the eyes and he said, when you want wisdom and knowledge as badly as you wanted air, you'll find a way to get it. And my friends, I truly believe that when we want anything, whether it's better relationships or what you fill in the blank for you, what is it that you want most? Then you can do what it takes. And sometimes it is, it takes great sacrifice. If you want it badly enough, you can find a way and I like to say, when you keep your hand in God's hand, that together you can find a way to get these things, to live your dream life, and to serve others with all of your heart, mind, and strength. Thank you. I love being with you. I can't think of any higher calling than that. And uh, it's a beautiful way to end the show. If you'll wait right there, I'll be right back. Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMmedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMmedia.pro for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, Remember, be kind to each other because each other's all we've got.
We'll see you next time. <laughs>